Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is Heather Dawson, and I welcome you to the prayer call. No matter who you are or where you are calling in from, we want to welcome you. It is always a blessing to come together to align the day with heaven's agenda and to give God praise and honor before the day consumes us with responsibilities and agendas. You know, in Luke 22 and verse 46, it tells us, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray so you will not give in to temptation. Jesus was telling his disciples this when they went to the Mount of Olives, as was their custom. Jesus knew temptation would come, and he was warning them. Jesus is warning us also, pray, be aware and alert so that you will not be swayed by those things that will come to draw you away. We will have battles and face storms, but God has promised us he will get us to where he has destined us. Amen? Amen, everyone. Let me introduce our team for this morning. We have Sister Janice Allen. She's our intercessor who will be praying over the request. So good morning, Janice. How are you? Good morning, Mother. I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. Thank you. Praise the Lord. We're up and we're alert. And we're going to call this day into order. Hallelujah. Uh, We also have um, Minister Randall Gorey. He's going to be bringing this morning's devotion. So good morning, Mr. Randall. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Mother. Thank you so much. Good morning to you. Good morning, Sister Janice. It's good to hear you on the line this morning as well. Amen. And it's good to hear you too. Praise the Lord. Thank you. We always want to give honor to our bishop, uh, Christopher Carl Smith, and to Pastor Adrian, we honor them this morning. We ask God's blessing over them. We ask God's hand to keep them, protect them, that God will impart his wisdom and give understanding to them regarding everything pertaining to the ministry. So we honor them this morning. So let's pray as Minister Randall prepares to come. Father, come and rest your anointing on Minister Randall. Let him speak freely and with the authority of heaven. May it be all of you and none of him. May his tongue be that of a ready writer, writing upon our hearts this morning. And Father, may the fire of you and the passion for souls that are in need this morning be prayed through Sister Janice. I ask those things in Jesus' name. I turn it over to you, Minister Randall. Thank you, Mother. Thank you so very much. Again, I appreciate um, such an awesome and such a warm welcome on, on this morning. God knows 
how special and precious it is. But giving honor to God this morning for just life uh, more abundantly. Uh, I want to uh, recognize and acknowledge Bishop Carl Smith, my bishop, and Pastor Adrian Smith, the shepherds of New Destiny House. I want to acknowledge the pastors, bishops, and elders, and all the clergy that are on the line this morning for making time to hear what God would say this morning. Acknowledging the universal body of Christ this morning, is especially New Destiny Church, for being on the line this morning. God bless you. Love you much. Thank you. Well, I want to just give God praise again for just this opportunity to uh, bring uh, morning breakfast this morning. Um, this uh, morning's devotion is uh, about restoration. It's about being restored. And so the American English definition says that an act of restoring, renewal, revival, or reestablishment is what restoration could mean to the average person. But in the Bible, restoration is always in abundance. It's when something is restored. It is always better than it was to begin with. God's promise to us is a better way. It's a better life. It's a better future for ourselves and for our loved ones. And so there's three passages of Scripture this morning that this devotion has been um, uh, put together from. And I want to start off this morning with the uh, book of Psalms, the 23rd, verse, 23rd chapter, that is, in the third verse. And it simply reads that he refreshes and he restores my soul. In other words, my life. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And so when we look at this passage of Scripture a little closer, Psalms 23 and verse 3 gives such a wonderful picture of the peaceful and the personal scene where the extolling of the blessing that were being bestowed on David by the Lord, whom he describes as his personal shepherd. So he's probably walking um, in this beautiful setting, and he's being uh, talked to and being encouraged because David, in my eyes, was one of the most professional repenters that I, I've read about. He always has the right thing to say. And so we know from this passage of Scripture that God leads, he guides, God restores, and he protects his, his sheep. And so David is crediting the Lord, his shepherd, with restoring or refreshing his soul. So how often has the Lord restored us to good spiritual health after being in the evil world that we live in has hurt us? Or even more often, when we have hurt ourselves by failing to follow him closely. So Jesus leads us in the paths of righteousness, but we wander from that chosen path on occasion, maybe more often than not. But it's okay because he searches, the Lord that is, searches until he finds us, and then he restores us. Hallelujah. We're not left for dead, in other words, but the Lord continues until he finds us in order to restore us. 
The second passage of scripture on this morning that highlights the restoration that God provides comes from <clears throat> excuse me comes from Psalms again uh, the fifty first chapter. You can find that. Hallelujah. The 51st chapter, and that would be verse 12 and also verse 13. Verse 12 reads, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. Verse 13, Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted and return to you. So in this Psalms, it opens with David's plea to God, as you've read this, if you haven't, um, to show him mercy, to blot out his transgressions and to wash his iniquities and to cleanse him from sin. That's what restoration will do. David admits his sinning was against God and also confesses his sin nature. He goes on asking God to make him as white as snow by purging him with hyssop. You see, when you want restoration like David did in this passage, you want or you long for the joy to return to you. But it's being delayed due to the suffering of turning away from the Lord. So as we are moving about in our lives, if we're not with God and sync with step by step with God, then we're suffering. We're suffering the delay of what God wants to do in our lives, which is that restoration. But here's my favorite part in this part of the scripture. It's when David pleads with God for a clean heart and for a right spirit. And he also doesn't want God to cast him aside and remove his Holy Spirit from him. David longs for a renewal. David's longing for a restoration of the joy of his salvation. How could any of us make it if the Lord did not clean our hearts up, even beginning this morning, and restoring us the right spirit through this time together early? And Lord forbid taking his Holy Spirit from us. How could we even make it. But if the cleansing from sin occurred and the joy returned to David, then David would teach transgressors God's way and sinners would be converted. Isn't that our daily agenda? Isn't that the call on all of our lives is to teach what we have learned from God through our houses of prayer, through our men of God, women of God, how to teach transgressors God's way and sinners, converting sinners into Christians. This is restoration up close and personal, being able to teach, being able to convert. By the end of this Psalms, though, he promises to declare God's praise and God forgives him. So if we praise God, we're going to get forgiveness but we just have to believe that he has that already in store for us. So as David 
finishes in this Psalms toward the end here, he's promised to declare God's praise as God forgives him, knowing it would be pointless or even futile, as they say, to offer God a sacrifice if you haven't given God your heart. Remember, God delights in a broken and contrite heart and not in sacrifices offered with an unrepentant heart. And why is that? Well, because it's the beginning for true restoration. A broken and contrite heart, that's the beginning of true restoration. It's necessary to be fully restored. Hallelujah. A broken and contrite heart. And so the final passage of Scripture this morning is the book of Acts, third chapter, the 19th through the 21st verse. 19, so repent, change your inner self, your old way of thinking, regret past sins, and return to God. Seek his purpose for your life so that your sins may be wiped away. In other words, blotted out, completely erased, so that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. Verse 20, and that he may send to you Jesus the Christ who has been appointed for you. In verse 21, whom heaven must keep until the time for the complete restoration of all things about which God promised through the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. And so in this scenario here, a man is healed in Jesus' name by Peter, when Peter and John were in the temple, the man was witnessed leaping and praising God. So Peter encouraged the people that were watching this act to repent of their sins because repentance is a major theme in Jesus's ministry. But those that were watching were the very same ones who had rejected the Messiah. So here they were witnessing a man being healed leaping and praising God, but Peter was not taking the credit himself, but he was saying that this had been done in the name of Jesus of Nazareth and that they needed to repent of their sins because repentance is, is what Jesus's ministry was all about. In order to be saved, we must accept that our sins are wrong and God provides the only way we should live. We need to allow the belief to change us inside and out. We need to allow the belief to change us inside and out. That's what restoration is all about. But it doesn't mean we'll never sin again. It just means our goal is to hate sin as much as God does. True repentance is connected to, quote unquote, godly grief or godly sorrow that we have rebelled against God, blotted our sins, blotting out our sins leads to restoration. That happens by the power of the blood of Jesus and the unconditional love that God extends for, towards us in forgiveness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let us pray. Father, Thank you so much for the gift of restoration. 
It's my prayer this morning that you forgive us from all our sins so that we may partake of the blessing of being restored in you first and then in every area of our lives. You said, Lord, in John 14, 14, if we ask anything of the Father in the name of Jesus, that you would do it. We're asking, Lord God, this morning and believing you for total restoration and complete wholeness this morning. Allow us, O oh God, to walk in your favor since we no longer walk deliberately in sin. Let the results of our time of corporate fasting and prayer on last month bring power to live intentionally obedient so that we can live restored to the glory of God. And it's this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Mother Heather? Amen. Amen. Minister Randall, that, that was a wonderful word this morning. Um, I know that the Lord just really uh, poured into you as you sought to bring the devotion to us. Um, your definition of restore is, and from the Bible is always better to leave us better than we were before. And um, how true that is. We can't remain the same. And we cannot live as we have lived. We have to have a broken and contrite heart before God because that is the beginning of being restored back unto him. And you said something that we need to repent of our sins. In other words, we've got to recognize as you said, our sins are wrong. They're wrong. It doesn't please God at all. So our goal is, as you said, to hate sin as God does. Mm. And you said, you know, it isn't like we're not going to make mistakes or we're not going to uh, sin. But see, that is the power behind the word of God, that when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. It's recognizing, it's recognizing that we have erred and we get right back on again. It's like getting on a bike and you're riding great, but all of a sudden you, you weeble wobble and you fall off. Do you stay off? No. You get back on that bike and you ride again. And God says, ride with me because I will not take you anywhere that's going to cause you harm. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Randall. If nobody else was blessed by that word this morning, I was. And I just rejoice in it. And may God just bless you, restore you, refresh you, give you everything that you need. To meet this day, I pray. And again, thank you. At this time, I want to turn to um, Janice and ask her to come and share the request with us. Janice, will you please come? Thank you, Mother, and thank you, Minister Randall, for that awesome and powerful word from the Lord. We're going to, we have several requests this morning. We're going to start out in thanking our God. 
for all of his love and mercies and his faithfulness. Father, you have been faithful. You have been true. You have been there, Lord. You have been our God and our friend. We thank you, Lord God, for your word that heals us, that restores us, that brings us new life in you. You are the giver of life. And we worship and adore you. We thank you for being God. Hallelujah. You are amazing. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. And we exalt you above every and anything because you alone are God and you alone are worthy of all the praise. We thank you. You get all the glory, God. It belongs to you. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Our first request comes from the evangelism team, Free Showers. The request is for healing for Jesse and Cheryl. Father, we lift them up to you now, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, uh, in faith because you said in your word that if we pray in faith, you will heal the sick and that you will raise them up. And if there be any sin committed that you will forgive, James James 5 and 15. And so, Father, we thank you for the healing in Jesse and Cheryl's body to manifest in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that nothing is impossible for you and nothing is impossible to you. And we expect, Lord God, to hear the praise reports that will come out of this in Jesus' name. We also are praying for mental healing for Victor, Stanley, Vincent, and James. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word says, yet he was the one who carried our sicknesses and endured the torment of our suffering. We viewed him as one who has been being punished for something he himself had done, as one who was struck down by God and brought low. But it was because of our rebellious deeds that he was pierced and because of our sins that he was crushed. He endured the punishment that made us completely whole. And in his wounding, we found our healing, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. And, Father, we thank you for mental healing. In the name of for Victor and Stanley, Vincent and James. Father, you, we, you are concerned about their wellness mentally, and we thank you, Father, because of your love for them, that you will make them whole in the name of Jesus. And by your stripes, Father, by your wounding, they will find healing in you. Thank you, Almighty God, that you have made it possible that you have come to give them life and that much more abundantly. Thank you, Father, for the manifestation of the mental healing, that it be so evident and no no mistake that you, God, has intervened on their behalf and that they be made whole in Jesus' mighty and excellent name. We're praying for jobs for Lurian, James, and Jose, and housing for Jerusalem. Jerusalem, Connie, Teresa, Lorena, James, Cheryl, and Jose. Father, we thank you, Lord God. In Matthew 7 and 8, it says, for every uh, persistent one will get what he or she asks for. 
every persistent seeker will discover who what he longs for, and everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. And so we believe you, Father. We believe your word, and we pray in faith for the jobs that will come through for Lorenia and James and Jose. Father, we thank you for that open door. We thank you, Lord God, that they will walk through and be prosperous. And, Father, that they will give you praise for the for what you have done and what you are doing. Father, thank you, Almighty God, that the positions that they will seek will be an enjoyable job, Father, that they would be happy to go to work and happy to do the things that they would do in the name of Jesus and for the housing, Father, for those who are standing and believing you. For the housing, we pray, God, that you would send uh, the, the resources, that you would give the source that supplies the need, Father, of housing for your people here, Lord God, that we're lifting up to you. We believe you for their housing. Father, we thank you in advance for manifesting it in the earth as it is in heaven. And, Father, remove every red tape, remove every blockage. In the mighty and excellent name of Jesus, we pray and give you thanks. Hallelujah. We lift up uh, Ada Clark. She's requesting prayer. Uh, actually, we're lifting up her friend, a family member, a family friend, Mark. The doctor says he has prostate cancer, and we're praying for total and complete healing. God, you spoke in your word, mm. be healed. And we were healed, delivered from death's door. So lift your hands and give God thanks for his marvelous mm. kindness and for his marvelous uh, mercy for those he loves. Father, we know you love Mark. You see him where he is. Father, the doctors have said, but you have said he is healed. And we thank you that by your we apply the blood of Jesus to this cancer. We speak dry up in the name of Jesus. We speak mm -hmm. to every cancer cell. We speak to everything in his body, Father, that would cause this thing to manifest, that you would eradicate it out of his life because you have come that he would have life and that much more abundantly. You were made manifested that the works of the enemy be destroyed, and we Pray, God, and we declare and decree your word over Mark, for you sent your word and you healed him and delivered him out of all of his troubles. Father, thank you. Thank you, Father, that you have sent your love above everything upon him, Father, and that your love manifests to healing. And we pray it in the name of Jesus and we speak the word of faith. Hallelujah, for it is so and it is done in the earth as it is in heaven. We give you the glory, honor, and praise for it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Mm. Our request comes with Dolores Jackson. We pray. Her request is for Marcus Jackson, for mind and body, and for their entire family and their finances so that they will not have to move. Father, you said in Matthew 10, 29, and 31 that you can buy two sparrows for only a copper uh, coin, yet not everyone 
sparrow falls from its nest without the knowledge of your father, aren't you worth much more to God than many sparrows? So don't worry, for your God cares deeply about it, even the smallest detail of your life. Father, heal in the mind of Marcus Jackson and the Jackson family. Heal in the body. Father, we pray for the finances to increase so that they have no need to move in the name of Jesus. This is their desire, Father God, and we're lifting it up to you, and we're asking you to intervene on their behalf and send the answer. For you, Lord God, you care for them more, much more than many sparrows, Father God. And we thank you that you would cause the worry to cease, and we pray the peace of God. We pray the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We thank you that they will not be weary, Father God, but that they would stand in faith and continue to fight the good fight of faith, that they will not be weary and well-doing, for they will receive the reward, Father God, they will reap if they do not stop. And we thank you, Father. We pray that their faith will not fail. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you glory for it. Hallelujah. It is so in Jesus' name. Our next request is from Natasha um, Malone. She's requesting uh, that we pray for healing in Lynette's right hip that is causing pain and not allowing her to walk. Exodus 15 and 26 says, Father, that you, I am the Lord who heals. You are the Lord who heals Lynette in her right hip, Father God. And we pray, Lord God, that you will cause the pain to cease now in the name of Jesus and that she will be ready to walk, Father, without pain and without discomfort. We thank you for the healing complete and total in her body, Father. We thank you for manifesting the glory and the goodness of our God in her body, Father. Thank you that she'll be whole and made complete in the mighty and excellent name of Jesus, for you are the Lord who heals her in Jesus' name. Our last request from Keila Robinson. We're praying, she's asking us to pray for all strongholds to be removed from her life in the name of Jesus. Father, your word says, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of the flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. And Father, in the Second Corinthians 10 and 4, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for deliverance in the mind. And we come against every lie of the enemy that has spoken to our sister Kayla. We pray, God, that you would eradicate those lies and that the truth of the love of God, the love that manifests in her right now will rise up and overflow as a river overflowing its banks. May she know who she is in you, Lord God. May she not accept anything but what you have said and what you have spoken. 
Father, about her and over her in the mighty name of Jesus. And we thank you that every spirit opposing her, Father God, every spirit that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of Christ, be bound in the name of Jesus. And we loose in the authority of heaven the spirit of love, the spirit of power, and the spirit of a sound mind, because that's what you have given her. And, Father, by faith in the wonder-working power of God, we speak the peace of God, the wellness and wholeness of mind and body. We speak the comfort of the Holy Ghost. And by faith we speak deliverance from all strongholds in the life of Keilah. Robinson, and we pray that she yields your uh, to your leading and guiding, and that she will fall in love with you all over again, and that your will for her life manifest. And we thank you for it in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. It is so, and so it is. Amen. And amen. 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 Can you feel? Can you feel the weight of these requests, dear ones? Psalms 107 and verse 19, it says, They cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. So much is happening in the lives of people. We need the Lord. Mark eleven twenty four tells us, I tell you, you can pray for anything, anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. So we stand this morning believing with all of these requests that the answers are on the way. God is moving. And we speak a refreshing and a restoring over Janice this morning. For all that you poured out, may the Lord pour back into you in greater abundance. May you be refreshed. May you be restored. I want to turn to Minister Randall now for any further thoughts. Minister Randall. Wow, what a what a what a mighty prayer! I, I I say, if you're on the line this morning and you know someone who needs a lifeline through the Word and prayer to share the prayer call with them so that they can get on board and 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 receive deliverance and healing and wholeness from what the Word and what the power of prayer can do. My goodness, thank you so much for that. Just wanted to leave with the people this morning. God can restore everything that you've lost and that has been broken in your life better than new, better than new. As our bishop has shared through the book of Joel, second chapter 23 to 25, I pray he stays in that and continues to just build upon that. I've grabbed a hold of it. It's been my restoration uh, blanket, and I'm just uh, believing that uh, this word in Joel, along with what you've heard today, will encourage you that God can restore everything that you've lost, and he has, can restore that which has been broken better than new. Amen. 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 Minister Randall, may God bless you for what you poured out of your spirit this morning by the Holy Spirit. 
May every broken place and every hurt and every pain, may God touch you this day. Oh, we've had a good time, people. This prayer call has such divine purpose. As we close out our time this morning, Minister Randall, Sister Janice, and myself, we want to leave you. We want to leave you with the word. Isaiah 61, verses 10 and 11, as a reminder. It's a reminder of who you are in him. And it goes like this. I am overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed with joy in the Lord my God. For he has dressed me with the clothing of salvation. And he has draped me in a robe of righteousness. I am like a bridegroom in his wedding suit or a bride with her jewels. The sovereign Lord will show his justice to the nations of the world. Everyone, everyone will praise him. His righteousness will be like a garden in early spring with plants springing up everywhere. My dear ones, know this, righteousness. Righteousness will be ever flowing. So look to the Lord. Seek him early as you have this morning. We have sought him early so that we can position ourselves and call this day to be what God has ordained it to be. May you be blessed. May you be restored, refreshed. May you know that God loves you and that he has already gone before you and he has made a way where there seems to be none. I speak this over all of us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Please open the line this morning.